The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. Thanks for tuning in The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. You know, I love it when I'm surprised by a band. And tonight's guest, Meadows, seemed to be full of surprises. Like when I thought this was a new band, but nope, they started up a long time ago. Another surprise was after a long time being independent that they signed with a label. The biggest surprise is the depth found in their new album, In Those Days and Also After. Our opening song is called Part 1, and it's a teaser for the rest of that release. But the album brings in the question, is this actually an album, or is it simply a collection of songs? So if you're confused, I do get it, because I was confused too. That's why I invited the band members of Meadows to come for a talk with The Antidote. The band is here, and it's time for The Antidote to have a talk with the members of Meadows. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Dave. We're, uh, we're really excited to be a part of it. Uh, we just finished up with practice, so uh, we were really glad to get on the call with you here. You liar. You just want to go home to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound nice. <laughs> Not wrong, but we're glad to be here regardless. <laughs> to make it easy for me, can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us how you fit into the band? Yeah, um, my name is Christian. I play the microphone in the band. I, I write um, majority of the lyrics, but also, uh, you know, don't mind getting help from the rest of the guys. And then uh, to my left here. Hey, I'm Armando. I play guitar. Hey, I'm Stone, and I also play guitar. Hey, I am Evan, and I play the drum. I'm Brandon, and I play the bass. Stone, you have to tell me. It's like a superhero name. 
Yeah, it's it's not as cool as it sounds. I was named after a uh, news reporter. After a rock. <laughs> yeah, so there's a news reporter named Stone Phillips, and my mom just liked his name. <laughs> Talking about names, when I first heard the band name Meadows, you know, I thought, what a great name for a folk band. <laughs> but oh, but seriously, how did you guys come up with the name? So uh, this is Armando Back when I was in high school, me and my friend Brandon Miller, we were wanting to start the band, and we had been talking about what our mission kind of was, and we've tailored it since the beginning, but it's really like spreading seeds of love amidst fields of hate, and that's kind of the mission statement of Meadows, that we could just kind of continue to share God's love with people, so that's, that's kind of where that came about. That was something I was wondering about. Because some of the bands who come on The Antidote consider their music to be a ministry, and others are just simply bringing a Christian worldview to their music. Where does Meadows fit into that? Yeah, um, it's something that we've all collectively come together to say, like, this is who we are and what we definitely feel that the Lord has called us to do. And that's to just, you know, plant seeds of love amidst the field of hate and bitterness and hurting scene, you know, people that are oftentimes into this style of music. And that that doesn't exclude any one of us even. So I think there's, you know, a bit of bringing ourselves to it as well to say like, you know, I understand what you're going through, what it feels like to be kind of outcast and, you know, pushed aside by society a lot of times. It's one of those things where, like, people that we know for years, even at this point, when they ask, like, what kind of music we play, and, like, we say hardcore, and they're just like, what is that? Like, what, is that Screamo? And, like, they just, you know, no one really gets it. But if you're in it, like, you get it. And those are our people, and we, we love to, to reach them and, and, and share a love with them that's approachable and authentic that might not have been shared with them prior or might have been you know, shared with them in a very uh, disingenuine way that, you know, might have caused a lot of trauma or hurt or pain. So we're just here to bridge the gap, really. Well, you guys probably made some new fans because you just finished playing Furnace Fest, probably the most awesome festival of the year. Yeah, it was awesome. For sure. Really, I guess the wild coincidence is that Furnace Fest was held in Birmingham, Alabama. That's your hometown. Yeah, it's it's wild because I don't think any one of us actually got to go to any of the original Furnace Fests. Um, so, you know, getting into the scene after that, it's kind of been like the Chupacabra or like, <laughs> like Bigfoot in the area. You know, like it's it's like legend and folklore about like the days of Furnace Fest. And then for it to come back and, you know, for us to even be a part of it has just been insane. I mean... I, we even were talking about like the response we got, you know, being there. We just kind of anticipated kind of being on the back burner to a lot of these like legendary bands that like, you know, helped mm-hmm. shape the music that we play. Right. You know, we were just, you know, glad to be on the bill and for it to be in our backyard. Like, I mean, we were taking Ubers from like my work office um, <laughs> to avoid parking and like, um, like talking to the Uber drivers and like there's just a, a buzz about Furnace Fest that was so 
tangible. Yeah, yeah tangible, yeah. like yeah. palpable. Like, it, I mean, it was a special time for sure. You couldn't avoid it, honestly. And then even the other day, I like I'm big into like college football, and I was listening to like the sports radio, and they were talking about like UAB builds a new stadium, and they're like, imagine all these people like coming into town and seeing the stadium, like coming in for Furnace Fest. And stuff. And I'm like. <laughs> They're really talking oh about God. this on like the sports talk radio here. Like it's it was a, a huge thing for the city, like to come back. And living there, you guys must have just been destined to play it. <laughs> We'd like to think so, but uh, <laughs> yeah. a lot of a lot yeah. of people played a lot of really important roles in for in sure. getting us on it. So we're very thankful. It was one hundred percent a blessing to be a part of it for us. So it was a huge honor. God How Great the Mountains is found on Meadow's second album, Likewise. The song is upfront about sharing the faith aspect of the band's music. But why don't we start at the beginning? Here I ask the band about their debut. I always like to start at the beginning. So how about we head back to Meadow's 2014 debut at Creation? What a perfect title. I know, obviously, that it relates to the song titles that are space-related. 
but since accretion means the accumulation of particles into a massive object by gravitationally attracting more matter, couldn't that, <laughs> couldn't that also be describing your band? I love that you know. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> as soon as you start talking about it, it's like we all start looking at each other like, yeah. he knows, he knows. I mean, man, I uh, it's crazy. I love storytelling and I love concepts and accretion was kind of started with the former vocalist brandon miller so it was kind of a collaborative effort between myself uh christian and and he and so i kind of came in with some bare bones and then fleshed out you know like the the first and the last track and you know it kind of structured out the songs with the lyrics and uh, you know, like you said, like that space theme and just kind of having something to be really punny, like the North Star to guide kind of through it. Yeah, I, I'm just a, I'm a sucker for thought provoking, like hidden meanings, Easter eggs and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Well, something that you did lay out was on the opening song of Accretion, Earth, and it says, I'm no longer hunting. This little bear has grown strong. I have overcome Hades. Now my soul sings a new song. God help us. So that's always your purpose of Meadows. It's aimed at spreading a message about God. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many bands, they hide the word of God or mask it or run it behind a curtain. I, uh, so a lot of us play in our own local church, like worship bands as well. And something that's kind of stuck with me was a, a notion. I think Stone actually said it at one point, but one moment in the presence of God can change your life forever. And I think masking it or, you know, anything like that. And that's something that, you know, we, we approached a lot, you know, of how, how direct is too direct. Yeah. We don't want to push anyone away we want to remain approachable, but we want to remain true to what our mission is, what our calling is, and what we're about. And so I think just the authenticity of it comes out. And that's something where a lot of people have asked me, you know, why do you scream in your songs? You sing at your church and lead worship. I know you can sing. Like, why don't you? Are you saying you don't have hardcore worship at your church? <laughs> Not yet. We're, we're working on that one. Um, <laughs> but I tell them, I want to pack as much passion into each song as possible. That's where it comes out as. I mean, I'm not trying to write songs that particularly scream or particularly do spoken word or sing or this or that. It's what is for the moment and what feels true. So that, that's kind of where that's come through. And, you know, like you said, like not masking what we're singing about. I think if people pick up on the authenticity of what we're saying and how we conduct ourselves off of the stage, I think it, it carries weight. There's flickering lights and fading colors Ambushed by fear, I always got cornered I'm standing my ground because I can't retreat further These eyes looking down became eyes filled with wonder 
I saw galaxies in between and heard a voice call like thunder. My God, I see! Now I no longer wonder. So stars will all beam and some weep and some fall, but they all continue burning even when the flame is gone. As the light pierces the darkness without any notice, it never mattered how small, all that mattered was motive. So God, take all my stars, fill up my sky, light up my night, help me understand why, why a planet like me can give off such a light when I'm filled with dark sins and I'm clouded by fright. As even planets can shine when they're distant enough, and once the world is removed, all that's left is your love. Cause your love is the sun, it's the brightest of all It's a focal point on this canvas you draw Cause I'm no longer hunting, this little bear has grown strong I've overcome Hades, now my soul sings a new song God help us God help us You've spoken a little bit about your sound, and Meadow Sound has been compared to all kinds of bands. Me Without You, La Dispute, Being as an Ocean, Defeater. So, the melodic post-hardcore genre, I mean, it isn't overwhelmed with artists, but every band wants to stand out. So, how do you guys do that? Uh, this is Stone... I really don't know. I, I mean, we just kind of write music that we like. So not every song, I, I don't think, sounds the same. Not a bit. But <laughs> um, I do feel like you can tell in every song that it's Meadows. But I mean, I really don't know. We just kind of approach it. We just kind of start with a riff and... We'll let Evan kind of drum to it, and then we'll just go from there and be like, hey, this sounds cool. Um, and it just turns out different every time. I feel like every song has a bit of a different twist and a different sound. I know there's been times where we try to approach writing a song in a different way that we haven't tried before. Like Sometimes we'll just try, hey, what kind of drum riff can we start with and, and build it from there? Or start with lyrics or start with bass or guitar or maybe just hang ourselves upside down for a little while and see where that goes <laughs> but in all honesty we we try to make every record that we write we've tried to go somewhere and isolate ourselves together for a period of time and just kind of create like an experience like this last record um, we, we took some time and went up to my parents' lake house and we just spent the whole weekend up there writing music and we would record and kind of demo certain songs and we just try to have as much fun with it as we can. Well, before we talk about the new album, I do want to bring up something else from your past. 
Meadows' 2017 album, Likewise, had a song that was also found on accretion. What was it about the song Orion that made you want to release it again? Uh, I think Orion, to be very clear, <laughs> I love Orion. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of, I love playing it. I think it's gotten a lot of really great response. And it's kind of been our anthem song, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, people say, like, oh, Meadows. And then it's, like, the first song would, that you'd think of, if you've seen us, would be Orion. If I had to, like, just kind of guess on it. But also just, like, the, the message. I think it, it kind of became very true to who we are. A lot of the conversations we had with people would come off of, hey, I heard your song, Orion. I'm struggling with, you know, a porn addiction and I would love to get some prayer about it. Or, hey, I heard your song, Orion, and I'm going through the same thing. And, and like, people would, would approach off of that. And coming into Likewise, we had some space to kind of fill where we thought, do we want to highlight something from the EP or continue to try and work on some some new stuff or save that new stuff for the next project. And I think we had kind of fallen in love with Orion. All right, this is our first full length. Yeah. Let's make it the first Meadows full length, you know? And so mm-hmm. not, not to make it a greatest hits, but to like really <laughs> let it be, hey, these songs make up our identity and to go forward from that. And it kind of really felt like as far as Orion goes, that song just wasn't done yet. You know, like it just had more, more life to yeah, it. Yeah, it just needed to go a bit further. Yeah, that was the first song, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I thought <laughs> that was the first song we wrote that was structured that way too. That was like mm-hmm. catchy and had you know verse chorus structure and um, always had a lot of crowd participation too. So yeah, we definitely thought there there was yeah. a lot more life to it.
I realize that the intention of Orion is that it talks about falling into pornography, but it does go deeper than that. The heart of the song is also about falling short of your goals and needing to rely on God. Well, a big change came to Meadows this year. Let's hear about that along with their song, The Inheritance. You guys were talking about your identity. Well, your identity has changed. It's just this year that you signed with Face Down Records. Why switch from being an independent after all these years? Well, not only do we just love Face Down, because we grew up listening to those kind of bands, but um, yeah, we sent sent our stuff out to Face Down, and uh, our buddy from Comrades, Joe, um, you know, was able to kind of help help present and you know kind of get um a seat at the table at least just to kind of listen but as far as like changing from independent to you know being on a label like i said i think it kind of comes at the right time with the right fit um extremely well with face down here because Mm -hmm. we've always felt very confident in the music that we play like i'm i'm our biggest fan but we haven't had the ability to distribute well on our own. We don't have the eyeballs and the the ears to, you know, the discovery feature of our band. We just have lacked in the, you know, the know-how to mm-hmm. get out. Um, so we've kind of always felt that if someone sees us for what we are, mm-hmm. likes who we are, and doesn't require us to change because that's not something that we would do. I would go ahead and say that. Um, if they can back us for who we are and what we do and can promote us well and support us in a way that we lack to like fill our gaps, essentially. Working with Jason at Facedown, yeah. I've literally met, I don't know, like several people that have either been in a Facedown band or are on Facedown now. And every single person has just raved about how good of a guy Jason is. Mm-hmm. And I sing those praises as well. So working with somebody like that, it's just awesome. I just feel like they're an extension of our band. And everyone calls it FaceTown Family. And I'm, I'm part of that. So, yeah. Obviously, it's effective because that's how I heard about your band. There it is. So that's why. Yeah. <laughs> the reason why is so we can be on this interview right now. <laughs> exactly. Of course, you did a big splash coming to Face Down because you brought the album with you in those days and also after. But that's really an amalgamation of a three-part series of EPs. Why didn't you originally release it as just a single package? Yeah, um, so this was, I guess, going back to being DIY, being on our own. Really, it came down to it's a twofold thing, and that's you'll find that with a lot of what we do. It's twofold. Like I said, I love the Easter eggs, I love things that are gonna just like the more you dig, the more you find, and that's kind of sprinkled throughout this project. But as far as the way that we released it, it was so that we could keep our own momentum going, um, and doing three parts that are all part of the same story, but it's kind of, you know, a trilogy of trilogies, if you will. As far as why we didn't release it in full at first, we wanted to 
tease and get some buzz about the first bit and then you know oh hey what's the next part even going to do or be about and then you know the more you dig on well what's the song title about and then you go to the the next part and then you know you find some things out about uh you know some like situational irony and then it all kind of folds into one another i just i don't know i'm a big star wars fan so i think i think back on like how they've done the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogies and um you know just kind of listening to the way that george lucas has like ever talked about any of them i i just i find inspiration across the board and all that kind of stuff so when do we see the album on the big screen (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna have to ask armando about oh, that man. one man <laughs> hey i'm telling you i would love to do a full visual album that that would be incredible so now you've just given us yeah the <laughs> the, the go ahead uh, if i could do a video for every song i, I would 100 percent. if you could afford to do that yes, there it is that's, that's it. the kicker someone let face down <laughs> <laughs> We're Meadows, and you found Christian music that doesn't suck on the antidote.
onto the album, just to explain it, in those days and also after, has these huge interconnecting themes. You have anger, death, remorse, struggles, and forgiveness. But each song is like a chapter of one family's story. Where did the idea come from? So the idea for the story, uh, this is Christian speaking. My grandmother was a novelist, a, a painter, an artist, beyond wise in her you know, biblical knowledge. And just like I, I would sit up hours at night talking to her about anything. And so she had spent probably the last 11 years of her life working on a novel by the same title in those days and also after. And it's written prospectively from Noah's wife, from you know Noah and the Ark, uh, from the Bible. And so it's written prospectively from the wife. I love the idea of maybe shifting a perspective on telling a story and telling the same story. Um, and then also, you know, kind of following this family and, you know, each song, well, each part really rhymes with the next part. You know, it's, it's got this narrative element to set up, you know, where you're at in the story. And then you've got, you know, like a first person perspective kind of to follow it up in the middle. Um, and then, you know, this kind of narrative intertwined you know, finale that kind of finishes off each part. So, you know, the inspiration for it, um, it's neither one of our actual families. Um, I almost like feel bad saying that sometimes, but I, I think the Lord's blessed me with, you know, a good amount of sympathy to, to pick up where my empathy tails off. You know, cause mm -hmm. I have a great relationship with my own dad, but a lot of what I've written is, you know, not following in that same line. Um, so I, I love the opportunities that it's presented for me to connect with those people that, that empathize with the song where I really just am able to sympathize, but you know, we're all five members in the band, not just myself. So, you know, getting, getting the opportunity for any of us to connect with somebody uh, where they're at is really the goal behind it all. Well, something that I found with the album is that it really is an involved release. And I'm not trying to be funny saying this, but it's like keeping track of the characters of a murder mystery. So <laughs> you actually had all of these songs tracked out before you recorded the first EP? So Armando and I used to live together before, you know, four out of five of us got married. <laughs> um, so we lived together and... You know, we would spend a lot of time storyboarding. Um, staying up way too late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'd be playing Smash Brothers as well, but <laughs> um, we would just storyboard and kind of talk about where it's going. And so we've had this general idea from the beginning, but the actual, you know, meat and potatoes and the lyrics of it and how it's going to actually sound was not ready before the first EP. So we, we were riding all the way through the finish of it, of recording. Um, but the overarching theme and the story has been a part of the grand scheme of things. You know, we've had that kind of in our back pocket. 
Flood, the opening song of Meadows' new album. The next part of the conversation with the band shares about the role of that song. Well, you know how I was talking about murder mysteries. There's always a twist at the end of a murder mystery story. You also have that in Those Days and Also After. Because the album finds resolution on the answer when it connects back to the first song, The Flood. The album has an answer on the song The Answer, but in real life, how do we find the answers? So, <laughs> that's, uh, that's heavy. <laughs> um, the funny thing about the phrasing of that question is it reminds me of a conversation 
that we had with Christian a while back in the midst of writing this. And it was that prior to this project, really all of our songs were conflict resolution within the song itself. During the writing process for these songs, we had individual songs that were without resolution within the song. And I remember Christian telling us almost how much of a struggle it was to do that because for a, a first-time listener or for someone who might only hear that one song, they might not hear the resolution in it. But at the same time, kind of in what you're saying, sometimes we don't get that resolution in life. Sometimes we have those unanswered questions and that we're without the answer. But um, if we continue to press on, continue listening through the album and just continue pursuing those things, you know, we can just try our best to find the answer through that.
I'm not sure if you're like me, but I'm always looking for answers. <laughs> but maybe my expectations are low because I don't usually expect to find the answer. Next week is going to be a milestone for The Antidote. It's our 500th episode, and I can't believe The Antidote has been going so long. I'm going to piece together some of the highlights from those past episodes, and I have no idea how it will turn out, but <laughs> tune in next week to hear the result. The members of Meadows and I had a big talk, and there's more to come as we discuss the final song, the beginning, the end, from In Those Days and Also After. Enjoy this, and we'll see you again next time. Before we finish, I want to bring in the beginning, the end, the closing song from In Those Days and Also After. The song has this age-old question, I don't know who I need to be. And then it says, take me away from me, meaning that we're too self-focused. Um, it's funny because that was this was one of the last songs we were wrapping up on the project. And we were kind of going through writing lyrics and everything, and I, I pulled out some notes on my phone, and those few lines specifically were some lyrics that, that I had written on my phone from maybe five or six years ago that were just partial lyrics. And it's kind of that concept of we get so self-focused so many times, and um, you know, from the spiritual perspective, when we focus on God first, we you know tend to find ourselves more so than we thought we would, just trying to search for it on our own. This may sound odd, but do you feel like you're let down because you're finished with In Those Days and Also After? Because, I mean, this project must have taken a lot of effort from you. That's, uh, <laughs> you, you, you kind of said it, you know, the age-old question. <laughs> so it's like, what yeah. now? Um, we're really excited about what's next. Yeah. I mean, we want to top this in any way that we can and, you know, push ourselves to continue to be better. But to be completely honest, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, I'm sad, but man, I'm also really relieved. You know, it was, it was a big burden, like on myself, even really just like, it's one thing to write a song. It's one thing to write a story. It's one thing to write, you know, and make it rhyme. It's one thing to do that within an EP, but then to do it with a full length where each EP, you know, connects and all that. So it's a relief, but it is kind of sad. You know, it's like you, you watch your baby grow up and then <laughs> go off to college. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Christian does it to himself. He purposely writes these lyrics that are just absolutely insane. He come to us with this idea where he was like, hey, I think I want to write these lyrics to where as you read down the lines, it says something. The yeah. first word of each line yeah. makes a phrase. And I was like, I mean, sure, whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that, but go for it. And he did it. And uh, yeah. It's a really cool song, and people have already picked up on it. Oh, come on. You're leaving people hanging. Tell them what it says. So it's actually the line from the call that says, don't get a hold of something that can get a hold of you. Um, 
And so if you watch the music video that we put out by our good friend Nick Chance, who absolutely crushed the visuals on it. Um, but it's got these words that pop up at the bottom. And if you're not paying attention, you're like, that's really weird. Why Why are we just now getting subtitles? Um, but if you piece them together, they say, don't get a hold of something that can get a hold of you, which is from the call, which you know the father kind of relays to being something that's just you know etched in stone on his heart that's kind of grown cold. You know, funny enough, I mentioned that the other album title is from my grandma. That phrase is actually uh, from my my grandpa. He, he told me that when I was like 13, and I never forgot it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Guys, I got to thank you for coming to The Antidote and sharing all about the new album. Thank you for having us. It, it means a lot for us that you would you know, have us and um anyone that's listening to this as well you guys are awesome and you know i i say this a lot from the stage and i i I truly mean it if you support us in any way if you're listening in any way you know wearing a shirt or you know just saying hey at the merch table like you're a part of meadows so dave welcome to meadows (laughs) (laughs) and thank you